Well, it's Monday, and I hope you had a good weekend. have a lot of things I want to share on the program today, some news and some commentary on some of the topics we've talked about a lot, and, and maybe some words of advice in, in how to get through these very strange days in which we live. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So honestly, where do I begin here on this first day of the week? Looking at some of the news stories in front of me, it can be kind of concerning. We did something over the weekend, and my wife and I, we just needed to do this, and maybe you need to do something similar. I realize I spent a lot of time in preparing this program reading a lot of news, looking at a lot of emails, visiting a lot of websites, and it can be downright depressing. It really can. And every once in a while, you need to to find a way to refresh yourself, to to get away. Honestly, I don't think it's healthy for us to continually dive headfirst every day into nothing but bad news. This weekend, if you did watch the news, and we watched some, we watched some, the entire mess in Afghanistan, the, the pullout, the number of Christians being hunted down to be killed now because of what is, the best way to describe it, a totally inept uh, exit strategy. It was botched completely, and there's no getting around it. I happened to catch a couple of the little short press conference things, and it, it just, you know, it's like they're detached mentally from the reality. Oh, yeah, well, just get to the airport. Well, nobody can get to the airport. Well, we'll get them out. Well, how? Why didn't you uh, close the airbase down before you started evacuating? Maybe it should have been get the people in harm's way out of the way before we exited. I know we can't fix everything in the Middle East, but what we did and how we have let these people that helped us, many of them, letting them out to to dry, so to speak, or die, which is what's going to happen to many. We've unleashed a holy hell on Afghanistan by total incompetence. What a way to have your weekend. And then I'm reading other news stories, and, and it can get very depressing at times. I'm sure that you know what I'm talking about. If you if you listen to a program like this, and I know if you're listening on WRMI, there's a program ahead of mine that has a lot of the same, uh, many of the same news stories, maybe from a different perspective. It can be rather depressing. So what do you do? Well, of course, if you are a Christian, you have hope in Jesus Christ. We we live in this world, we're not of it. But even my wife and I, we needed to turn it off yesterday in the world's worst kind of way. It was getting into the afternoon, and we had put the TV on. It was kind of rainy here, so we couldn't go out or do anything. And I hadn't been feeling all that well over the weekend. Nothing serious, just probably just worn out more than anything else. And I I was playing with a little box that I have that 
that's attached to our TV set that can pick up some things online. And, and I found some old TV programs that I hadn't seen in like 40 or 50 plus years. And, and it was actually kind of nice to spend hours uh, going back in time and, and remembering a different world with a program like this one. You'll probably recognize the theme. I'm so glad we had this time together. Just to have a laugh or sing a song Seems we just get started And before you know it Comes the time we have to say So long night So for a number of hours, actually last night My wife and I turned off the news shut it all down, didn't even mess with social media, and went back in time. A time that was a little bit simpler, a Carol Burnett show. I can remember watching it growing up as a kid, actually, well, not quite a kid, a teenager when it came out. And, and also, as I, when I was a newlywed, watching the program occasionally, it was a different time. Now, many of the same problems that we have in our culture today have always been present. It's part of the human nature. And our kids talking back to parents and what have you. But but you didn't worry about not being able to trust the schools. Uh, if somebody said something like from the Food and Drug Administration, you could believe them. You could trust what they told you because they had purer intentions They had a mission. Well, today, 45, 50 years later, it's all different. Now we have political agencies, not not agencies really to help anybody. They are so diseased and corrupted, like the cancer of politics just permeates through so many departments of our federal government and even many state governments. In the United States, we see it all over the world. We are so divided. We are so divided. And some of the things that could keep us somewhat glued together as a society, they've been thrown to the curb. They've been disposed of. Faith in God. The golden rule. Doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. The list goes on. We have thrown that away. There always have been those that have the attitude, every man for himself. But now it is our society's norm. More than I've ever seen before in my life. You see it reflected in how people drive in some parts of the country. They're very aggressive. They weave in and out of traffic. They cut you off. They yell, they have red faces, they're angry. That's the world, unfortunately, that we find ourselves in today. And so, for my wife and I, for a number of hours yesterday, we turned the world off. And we went back to a different time. And you want to know something? Even though we stayed up exceptionally late for, you know, people at my age shouldn't be up to the hours that we were, but we did. 
and I went to bed. And I slept the night through. Even though I didn't get as much sleep as I normally would, I had a good night's rest, a good night's sleep. I turned the cares and concerns and the angst and the anger of the world. I had to turn it off. And I'm hoping that you can learn to find a way to turn it off too from time to time. There are a lot of things we should be doing. As Christians, of course, sharing the good news gathering together, worshiping, things that were just taken away because of the pandemic. We can't do that anymore. I was thinking about an email I got the other day. Because I am a person in the ministry, all these digital companies wanting me to start my digital church and use our digital platform and our new cameras and our new this. And your church, they can all see church on their cell phone. Is that what it's become? The church of the cell phone? I know a lot of churches stream, and there's nothing wrong with that because there are times that people really are sick and can't get there. And it's a wonderful service to have for those that can't make it. But now the idea is we're going to put together such a great product that people, that's how they're going to come to your church. And, and of course, on your homepage or somewhere is the Donate Now button. I see a lot of that. And it deeply concerns me that our churches, well, some of them need to close. I've mentioned that before anyway, because they're theologically unsound. They've abandoned the gospel, and the sooner they're gone, the better. But people in general, when you look at these statistics for the first time in the United States, and this is why it can seem somewhat hopeless, For the first time in the United States, the majority of people don't believe in God or religion or anything. They just don't. And they go about their day-to-day life, and this is it. This is it, and they're so defensive of this life because they have nothing else. I can remember back to a time when I'm thinking about programs like Carol Burnett's show, It ran from, what, 1967 to 1978 when she decided to put an end to the program and move on because, you know, hey, it's better to leave when you're still on top than it is when when people have forgotten all about you. And and in a way, I don't blame her, but I'll say one thing. If you never saw the program, the comedic genius of some of the people, the really, after all these years, the, the sense of humor, the camaraderie, and the fact that it wasn't dirty or filthy. It was fun to have a little mini vacation and go back in time. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes. I've got some other stories that I do want to get to. I can remember back in, I guess it was 1976, I was working in Atlanta, Georgia. This New York boy had come south, and he was—he had come south pretty much this day. And I'm working for a radio station, and, and one of my primary jobs, I had two, actually. I mean, I, I did some work. On, there was an AM, FM, and I, I worked a little bit on the air playing a nostalgia format, music of the 30s, 40s, and early 50 ballads. But I also was what they called a stringer. I assisted in doing a lot of news stories. 
A matter of fact, I, I covered the presidential election of 1976 quite a bit and was there the night that Jimmy Carter won at the Omni, and I had a chance to talk with him. I've got a picture of myself with him. I had met him early on when he was running for office. I'm not endorsing by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying that was my life for a young guy starting out in radio. And one of the places that I would I would frequently cover if something was going on, it wasn't often, but there were times that I would run over to a little place in Atlanta called the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and what have you. So I used to cover the CDC when they had some news. See, back in the 1970s, the CDC was all about, shall we say, disease control and prevention. They were all about health. And they were talking medical they were deeply into medical science at the CDC. Now they're into political science. Let's be honest. The WHO, the CDC, under Walensky, has become a thoroughly political machine. And I don't trust them anymore. I really don't trust them. Because they have, pro- they have lied to us over and over and over again for 18 months. They keep changing a the narrative. They're liars. There's another organization that has also become political and has just today, today hit the newest low they've ever had. And that's the Federal Death Administration, commonly known as the FDA. And and here's what really angers me, because I can remember when the FDA was a respected agency. They have lost every bit of respect I ever had for them at any time in my life with the stunt, the political crap they pull today. Sorry, but I'm angry. They have approved the first COVID-19 vaccine. In other words, every policy they have on how to approve a vaccine, they have thrown out the window for political expediency. The long-term tests are not there. A novel vaccine like we're seeing, these biotech vaccines that use mRNA technology, and others even looking at DNA technology. They've never been used like they are today, especially in the numbers that are being put out today. In the past, it may take 5, 10, 15 years for a new vaccine to come to complete approval. But not anymore, because it's political now. It is politics. It is the Biden administration that is going to destroy this nation that has approved this deadly concoction. Today, and they're so bragging about it, today the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved the first COVID-19 vaccine. Now, you know what this means. You know what this means. This means a lot of blue states like New York, California, probably even Virginia, and many others that I can think of, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Yeah, vaccine passports. You all laughed at me when we mentioned it, oh, back in January, February. You watch. You'll have to have a vaccine passport to do anything, to go anywhere, to go even. In France right now, you can't even go to the grocery store unless you have had the shot in your arm. 
And I'm afraid that's what's coming to the United States with this, with this fraudulent, phony, absolutely ridiculous, we're approving a drug we don't even know if it really works. But politics demanded it. Listen, I'm telling you, I told you last week that I really believe, and the evidence is stacking up to prove something that I have felt deeply inside of me for ages. People like Fauci were playing with things they should not have been playing with. They've unleashed a biohazard on the world. And they're trying to cover it up and stamp it out. And, and it's, it's becoming a sickly game of whack-a-mole. You know that game. A little head pops up and you try to knock it back down and it pops up over here, over there. That's what we're doing with COVID-19. We're playing whack-a-mole. And we're doing it with people's lives. And they try to tell you it's going to prevent COVID-19 in, disease, you know, in individuals 16 years of age and older. Now, the vaccine is still under the emergency use authorization for those that are 12 through 15. But you watch. I guarantee you it won't be long before it'll be approved for newborns. Yeah, jab them in the arm when they're born. Then we'll see in about five or six years what happens. Now, listen, there a lot of a lot of you send me links to videos and news stories, and I appreciate it. And I'm not going to name one of the places, but there's one place I go to. Occasionally, they have some good information, but they tend to be way over the top. I mean, these were the people that predicted that you know we would have half the population dead by August. Well, that didn't happen. And now they're saying, well, maybe in three years, maybe in five. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not in the business to predict some of the damages of the of these so-called vaccines, which are not vaccines. But, you know, the federal the, the federal death administration approved it. It's the you know Pfizer biotech covid-19 vaccine. It'll be uh, comernity or something like that. For the prevention. Yeah. Why do people end up in the hospital that are fully vaccinated <laughs> with, with COVID-19? What, what kind of a show is this? And, and here's what I'm reading, and I'm looking right now. This in front of me is, is the FDA press release. And it says the FDA's approval of this vaccine is a milestone as we continue to battle the COVID-19 pandemic. You mean plandemic. While this and other vaccines have met the FDA's rigorous scientific standards for emergency use. No, they really they've really lowered their standards down into the toilet, man. They really have. The public can be confident that this vaccine meets the high standards of safety and effectiveness. That's what. That's what Facebook, false book, phony book tells you every time you mention the word. They're safe and effective and they work. How many have, how many people have died because of it already? How many people have had their life destroyed because of these vaccines? Why is that not being discussed? I know there are a lot of people out there that want to push this, you know, some of this stuff, you know, to we're all going to die that took the vaccine. And I I don't think we're, I don't feel that, see that. 
but I think we've unleashed something, and I've mentioned this, and this is what I strongly feel. Many people will not have the full lifespan they would have had otherwise because of it. You can say, well, but, but, but what about COVID? I've had seven people that I know have had COVID, and they've all survived. I had one friend take the vaccine. He's dead. Heart inflammation. Just so you know. Since December of last year, the COVID-19 from Pfizer, you know, that's the same company that had to pay, what, billions of dollars in fines for their fraud and their misrepresentations and everything else? Yeah, I'm sure that they learned their lesson. Now they're being thrown taxpayer money into the tune of billions of dollars. And even in May, you know, the FDA, yes, yes, the FDA, the Federal Death Administration, said even those that are 12 to 15 can have it. And you have teachers in California demanding that your kids have this vaccine, or I'm not coming back to school because your little child is going to kill me with this COVID. There are too many doctors that I'm reading that know their stuff. Man, Facebook, Twitter, they want to censor it. Google, they take it where you can't find it. Don't use Google for a search. Google is now nothing but a fascist propaganda machine that decides what you're allowed to see and what you cannot see. If they decide you shouldn't see this information, they will thoroughly, completely suppress it. Where you can't find it. Take some time to do the work. These FDA so-called vaccines, I love it. They go through the agency's standard process for reviewing the quality, safety, and effectiveness of medical products. Then why did you short-circuit your normal process by years? FDA, you short-circuited the process. You've never done this before. You have suppressed... The CDC has suppressed known workable methods of treating this this horrible disease that came out of a lab in Wuhan. We can treat it, but you're not supposed to. Everybody's got to have this vaccine. This is what I don't understand. What is this, this literally fixation on having to do this RNA messenger genetic kind of material and, and this is supposed to have the body mimic one of the proteins in the virus. How many people have died because of the vaccine? And how many people have some serious side effects? Look, I know a lot of people have taken it. They've had mild effects and then they're going on with their life. I'm sure the majority of people are. But what is the long term? I asked that question. So what can we expect five years from now? They don't know. We'll find out in five years. You know, the the FDA has some, the term huxpa, as they would say, their scientific and medical experts conducted an incredibly thorough and thoughtful evaluation. No, they did not. You short-circuited it by years and years and years. You're a political organization that doesn't care, except the political power. You're more concerned about gun control and climate change than you are about the health of people at the FDA and the CDC. Yeah, I remember when the CDC 
like I say, really did worry about flus and and epidemics and, and problems. And then they got into climate change. Once they got into climate change and earth worship, they became reprobate. That's why I can't trust them. I can't trust them anymore. They've analyzed data from approximately 20,000 doses. And, you know, they tell us that everything is fine. It's kind of like, don't look at that man behind the curtain when things begin to go wrong. And they're going to do some ongoing safety monitoring. Well, wonderful, you are. Why didn't you do that for the next couple of years? Let us treat the disease that we know we can, we know, we know there are effective treatments where 85% of the people would be fine, that normally would be, would die or be on a ventilator. I mean, it can be prevented if treated early, but no, we suppress the treatment to force the vaccine. And now you have reprobates, pure reprobates. You can't shop. You can't do this until you get the jab in the arm. Unbelievable. The FDA has now hit a new low in lows, and the CDC is intellectually, morally bankrupt. Under Walensky, it's nothing more than a political science, not a medical science organization. And that worries me because we're not being told the full truth. Let me share a story that came out a while back. There are a lot of stories you don't see because, like I say, Google hides them. Angela Marie Walbrecht. Probably never heard of her. She got in her car in Santa Rosa to drive three hours to a mass vaccination site in January of this year. January. Three-hour drive. Twelve minutes after her Moderna shot, she stumbled into the paramedic tent with soaring blood pressure and a racing heartbeat. So began a, a long litany of severe fatigue, brain fog, imbalance, and other symptoms that are still with her eight months later. She's 46 years of age, had been a nurse for 23 years. She was healthy. She was even an accomplished salsa dancer. She was in excellent health, active, with a husband and a 12-year-old daughter. She had to leave her job, and she can't do much anymore. They've spent $35,000 out-of-pocket in medical bills, despite having insurance. Of course, Google will tell you, oh, it can't be that. It can't be. Google will say, well, there's some, you know, a small number of people have have problems, and they're trying to study it. I'm going to share with you something that somebody that recently contacted me shared a website with me, and it's called C19 Vax Reactions, you know, V-A-X Reactions. And, and this website, when you go to the home page, it says, our negative reactions need a positive response. And they say, who are we? 
We are a large and ever-growing group who were previously healthy and have been seriously injured by one of the COVID vaccines, whether it be Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, and even, even AstraZeneca, those that had it in the trial stage in the United States. These people, they're basically, some from the medical profession are pro-vaccine, pro-science, and they were actually excited about the opportunity to be vaccinated to do their part to end the pandemic. They're not tied to any organization. And so and so I went to their website, and I'm looking at these real stories from real people, and the lists go on and on and on and on. It's not like a dozen. It's not like they're 25 or 50. They're hundreds upon hundreds of individual people from all over the United States that are sharing their story. It's simple as bad headaches for days and weeks. Okay, some people say I can deal with that. Others, they can't work anymore. They're, for women, they're having issues uh, with their menstrual cycle. A lot of people wonder, because the protein has been found in the ovaries, is this going to, you know, from the vaccine, is this going to... uh, affect childbearing in the years to come everybody says it can't be and and the the sad part about these stories you're talking about people who are otherwise have been healthy they don't have any pre-existing conditions they they work out they're not on any medications they've had some of them are in their 30s and 40s maybe some in their 60s and they talk about how rapidly sometimes at the first shot but Definitely by the second shot, they continue to have severe body pains and they can't do the things they've been able to do. One person talked about, I've never never really experienced a headache in my life. Probably count like I'm. I'm one of those kind too. I can probably count on one hand the number of headaches I've had in 67 years. And now people are having literally migraines and serious headaches on a daily basis. And I'm looking, and a lot of people say they try to report this to the vaccine, you know, the the VAERS system, adverse reaction, and they don't get anywhere. No one ever bothers to double check. I wonder how many of these people who talk about some of the problems they're having, like there, here's one. I'm a 51-year-old female, never had health issues prior to the first and only Moderna vaccine shot. I lived a wonderful life filled with travel, church events, community, family gatherings. I had a wonderful job for 33 years, receiving awards and, and just a great life. And after the vaccine, all that's over. She's in nothing but terrible pain. She's lost weight. She's sick, and this has been months. Memory issues, brain fog, eyesight issues, just pain, metal taste, swollen tongue, muscle spasms, acid reflux. Never had any of these prior. Broken blood vessels in her eye or eyes. This is one individual. 
And I'm looking here. I just go. I'm just going down this long list, and I'm I'm clicking one at random from Missouri. Ever since I got my first COVID shot, my right arm has constantly hurt. I have a hard time uh, that I laterally. I've, I've had to go to the doctor continually. I have an MRI, but nothing's been right for months. Pennsylvania. I was pro-vaccine. I signed up willingly for the shot. However, my second dose, I developed many neurological symptoms, tremors, widespread muscle twitches, muscle spasms, fatigue, weakness, upper and lower back pain, and on and on it goes. These symptoms are debilitating, have destroyed her daily life and her family relationships, having nerve studies, MRIs, just goes on. EKG and and all the heart test. I was completely healthy and normal. Now I'm not. And she feels like the CDC and the FDA, they don't want to listen. They don't want to hear about this because they've been planning. You know, a a lot of states will now, I'm telling you, if you live in New Jersey, if you live in Illinois, I see the day coming when you cannot buy groceries unless you've had the COVID-19 shot. Because, see, they're going to say, hey, it's approved by the FDA, the Food and Death Administration. The Fraudulent Death Administration, whatever you want to call it. From here in Georgia, before the vaccine, I'm just reading these at random. I got my first shot on March the 17th. At first, I had no major symptoms. Then I got my second shot. The next day, slight fever, swelling in the arm. I thoroughly expected that. You know, like a flu shot. Some people have those things. Two days later, it all begins to fall apart. Surgery, I mean, we're talking everything that could start going wrong with her digestive system, uh, back, muscle, fatigue, all these same things keep coming up over and over. And they're, they're, they're diagnosing her now with an autoimmune disease. And I'm telling you, there's something that I've been reading and a lot of people have been warning about. There are a lot of doctors out there. You know, some doctors, and, and I'll, I'll say this, we've got a break coming up here, but I want to say this. There are a lot of doctors out there that are trying to warn us And they're putting their reputations, their income, their entire practices, and their medical licenses on the line. Who would do that for a fraud? Who would do that just to, because they're a quack? You know, I mean, if you've been a successful doctor, you've taught medicine at a college and university and and, and med school. You got years of experience. There are a lot of them out there that are willing to risk it all to try to warn us about what is happening. I've been trying to be, you know, the canary in the in the in the mine about this for you to try to look at these stories. I'll share a couple of more and some other things on the other side. Let me tell you. You need to take a break from time to time. And I think the other thing we're going to have to start getting into this week I've been talking about it. Tomorrow's program, I can already tell you what I have for tomorrow. We have to prepare to live in a different world 
the one that we knew is never coming back. Worldwide governments are going to ensure the world we knew is never coming back. Get ready for your vaccine passport. Get ready for your digital ID. Get ready for a cashless society. It's coming. And it's coming really fast, like a runaway freight train heading toward the trestle that collapsed. We got some serious problems. And you have people like de Blasio in New York just, it's all good here. Get your shot. Enjoy life. Go back to the theater. Yet the vaccinated have the same viral load. They try. By the way, I've got some other numbers. You know, I saw something that, that worried me a little bit. Maybe I was not giving correct information, and then I did a little checking. And, and once again, it's how you can take numbers to fool and deceive people. And trust me, there's been so much misinformation and lying. One last one before I get ready for the break here. Ontario, Canada says my mom took the vaccine one month later arms started to swell now she looks ill pale she's not even that old and she looks like she's dying this has gone on for months after the vaccine instant change instant change seeing a lot of that do you believe in the ministry and work of truth to ponder I didn't really want to beat up on this but when I saw that thing from from the FDA and their phony approval. That's what I'm going to call it, a phony approval, because they have short-circuited the process that they have had in place for decades. For this, they waived it all. And and the manufacturers will probably be never held liable for the damage that they've done. If you've taken it under the emergency use authorization, you have nothing. If you want to file a complaint, you have nothing. You can't. They can't be sued. Why is that, I wonder? If you believe in our ministry, would you help us financially with the radio airtime bills? They come in, they come up, and we, we spend the month trying to collect what we need to get into the next month. I'm realizing that next week will mark the one-year anniversary of beginning this radio program. One year. We've been on the air. I have never missed a program in a year. And I didn't I didn't know the program would be on much after the election. I just felt very strongly last year. I really believed when I started this program last year. I'll tell you all about it on the other side of the break. But if you do want to help us, our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's number 263. We are in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia. Zip code is 30537. 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Running late on the break, and we'll be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The Whisperer. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, a new word for you in Hebrew, the word for serpent or snake is nahash. Nahash. Try it. 
Nahash. Now, when you say that, the word for snake, it sounds like somebody's whispering, Nahash, Nahash. Well, that's also what it means in Hebrew. The word for snake also means the whisperer or whisper, Nahash. And it's profound because in the Bible, the serpent is a symbol of the enemy. And so what it's saying, a very important thing about his tactics is that the enemy is a whisperer. He works in a subtle way, crafty, in secret, in the darkness. The work of the enemy begins with a whisper. And a thought comes into your mind. You're wondering, how did that happen? Well, he's whispering. That's how he begins. He doesn't say it out loud. He whispers a little thing, a little idea. And if you go with that, well, then that whisper, that becomes a sin. And then it becomes an action. And the action becomes a habit. And the habit, a lifestyle. And the lifestyle, a destiny. So how do you fight the enemy? Well, he's a whisperer. You fight him when he is just whispering. You fight it when that thing is just a notion, a whisper, a temptation. That thing comes in, that that whisper of anger, that whisper of lust, that whisper of doing what you know is wrong. You fight it. How do you fight a whisper? You drown it out. Drown it out. When you hear that little voice of temptation, you drown it out with the word of God. You take the word of God and you proclaim it and you repeat it and you will drown out the whisperer. Now, want more? Ask for the forked tongue. Now, the free gift for you. The most incredible evidence, the most awesome mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. Plus, Sapphire is guaranteed to bless you and give you the power of victorious life. All free. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. And my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of this world. Salvation to five continents with over a billion people. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's to do great things for the Great Commission. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy 1111 Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Beat the whisperer, my friend, in Messiah Adon Olam, the Lord of all. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got a few more stories that I want to share with you. Want to tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's program. I want to change direction, and I think we need to, and I think this will be helpful. No matter how you look at it, whether you agree with everything I'm saying or not is irrelevant, but I think you can agree on one thing. The world as we knew it is never coming back. I don't care what anybody says. When you got de Blasio and all these idiots, I hate that. That's what they are, reprobate idiots, saying, oh, it goes back to normal when you have a vaccine pass. Well, that's not normal. Show us your papers. This is not the United States or Canada or or the, or the madness, the absolute insanity and madness going on in Australia. I pray for you people in Australia. Your your leaders, your leaders have gone into literally insanity. The funny thing is the Bible predicts these kind of insane moments. We're seeing it right before our very eyes. And then to have the FDA today in the United States this morning 
telling us that the COVID-19 vaccine is now FDA approved. We short-circuited the process by years, so we really don't, we can't tell you yet what the long-term effect's going to be. I've listened to many different doctors and people that know a lot more than, than the average person, let me tell you, and I've listened to many. And I want you to stop and think about this logically. Why would they why would they risk their careers? Why would they in Canada, for example, where you have socialized medicine for lack of a better term, single payer, it's the healthcare system. There are doctors that are speaking out and they're being threatened with losing their license and the ability to practice if they dare speak out. This is what's going on. Our world is not coming back to normal. It's it just not. And so you're going to need to find a way to care better for yourself. Tomorrow, my guest is going to be a listener uh, that we got talking a while back, and he lives in Nebraska. And he has gone off the grid. And it's been working for him for years. And he's going to share his story And how God has healed him from where he should be literally dead, or if not dead, paralyzed. But God has done a wondrous work in his life, and I want you to hear that story and be with me tomorrow. Yeah, I'm mad. I am angry beyond words that we have a phony Federal Death Administration parading as the Food and Drug Administration. look Look at what the FDA has approved over the years. There's too much money that floats around and too much politics. Politics should be divorced entirely, stripped out of the FDA, stripped out of the CDC. But they go along with the political flow. The WHO did whatever China said. Yeah, they just, whatever China says is good with us. We were lied to over and over again. And when when treatments that work are presented by legitimate doctors... You've got Facebook. I call it fascist book. You've got some 20-year-old riding on a skateboard with tattoos and piercings in his face making your medical decisions on Facebook. No, that's misinformation. And it's because the white... We love Biden. You know, and, and we've got this dementia patient as a president. Everybody got to get vaccinated. Yeah, then you got de Blasio, get vaccinated. Everybody needs to get the double jab. And nobody wants to answer the question, what are the long-term ramifications? Nobody ever wants to answer that question. I want you to hear, and this comes from a a website, and I'm going to tell you where to find it. It's called C19, the number 19. C, the number 19, Vax Reactions, V-A-X, the word reactions.com. And somebody shared with this, this early this morning, and I want to thank the listener that shared this. One story after another, after another, after another. Here's one real quick one. Our small rural hospital lost one of our paramedics from a a heart event related to the vaccine. And in addition, we've had enormous upticks in strokes, failure to thrive, heart attacks, clotting complications in patients post-vaccination. And by the way, 
eight out of the 10 patients admitted to our ICU since March for COVID were fully vaccinated. I've got hundreds and hundreds of stories like this at this website. Listen to this one healthcare worker. I was excited to get the opportunity to be one of the first to get the um, vaccine. I saw an immunologist who recommended I get the second dose. Um, They were just following the CDC recommendations of if it's not a specific allergy, um, that you should go ahead with the second shot. She said they want people to be fully vaccinated after the, um, the second shot. There's just been more and more symptoms being sort of added to this illness. Um, pain in my heart, um, which uh, feels like a stabbing pain inside my heart. I've had um, brain fog where I often have um, trouble um, thinking of the right words. I can sometimes start um, talking and not know where I was going. Um, I can be driving down the road and forget where I am. Trouble um, with my blood pressure, with my heart rate, almost feeling like every bit of your strength and energy has been drained out of your whole body. Pain and tingling in my hands and my feet. The doctors that I started to go to see, um, they thought it was anxiety. And I had, I even had one doctor hold my hands in his hands and tell me that I had anxiety and I should do yoga. I make it through the day, I come home and I go to bed and I'm just ill the rest of the night. It seems like to my family, I'm sort of on strike. (laughs) They've had to definitely pick up the slack. You know, you're stopping to get coffee somewhere. They see you in your scrubs and your badge and they're like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And now I feel like a lot of us um, who were really, really committed to doing the right thing um, have been abandoned. And so I, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. So acknowledging that this is happening would be the first step. Um, this information is out there. It's out there. All you have to do is listen to us. And that would mentally help the people who are suffering immensely just to be believed. And the next step from that would be um, to get it looked at. Start start researching this. Why me? Why uh, all these other people? Why did it happen to us? Let's find that out. It's almost disbelief that we live in this country. I'm a healthcare worker. I got the vaccine right away. I even believed so much that I got the second dose. Um. It's just hard to believe that people are then turning their back on people like us, assuming that we're just not like them, but we are. It's not fair to say, I'm going to let you suffer so that more people will be willing to get the vaccine when they won't have enough information to make the right choice for them. It is heartbreaking. It, It needs to be acknowledged. So those people know that they're not going crazy. One woman was in the hospital um, for a long period of time, and they eventually wanted to admit her to the psych ward. And her family didn't believe her. And she ended up saying, thank God you found me or thank God I found you because I don't know what I would have done. Think about 
the think about the mental health aspect of not being believed, being left alone, family not believing you, needing to be in a dark room. It's overwhelming. Notice what she said. People don't want to believe her because it ruins the narrative. If, if people are starting to talk like this, like I say, there are many doctors, frontline doctors, people that know what they're talking about, putting their livelihood and their reputations and everything at risk, trying to tell you these vaccines are not a panacea to fix everything and bring us back to normal. You're not going back to a normal church in the future. Unless you're really Bible-believing and putting God first and trusting him. Too many churches today are going to still require vaccine. I'm waiting for churches. There is one. I saw a sign. Fully vaccinated people welcome in our church. I guess it will be like the new lepers having to go through life, never being allowed in a store, not being allowed to do anything or go anywhere. Having to live, getting our stuff off Amazon. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the day that Medicare says, we're not going to treat you until you get the vaccine. You got the military. They're going to be, now that they've got this authorization, this phony, fast-tracked authorization, I'm calling it for what it is. This is, this cannot be real. How did you do five or ten years of study on this stuff? How did you do that in, in, in eight months? Went from emergency authorization, barely studies of, we've, we are the study. And I guess we'll find out in a year, two years, and three years what the long-term effects are going to be. Two quick stories here. As a registered nurse in a busy ER, I have witnessed many patients reporting a variety of lingering symptoms they say begin after the first COVID shot. Now, these symptoms usually began after their second shot, some after the first. Most common are shortness of breath, chest discomfort, joint pain, neck pain, headache, dizziness. Most of the physicians I work with do not take these complaints seriously. At first, I did not take them seriously. But now I've seen so many patients day in and day out who show that these symptoms started in connection with their vaccine shot and i'm seeing more and more patients than i have in my career i believe there is a risk in taking this vaccine and the risk is being censored or downplayed by medical professions of course of course they don't want the licensing people in the state of new york saying you can't be a doctor anymore it's going to come down to that you either toe the line and believe the lie or you can't practice medicine. Here's a, here's a doctor. I've seen multiple heart attacks in young patients with no risk factors other than the vaccine. Cases of sudden unexplained liver failure. Well, it's, I can, we, a lot of others are already saying, this is your immune system fighting you. Cases of acute paralysis due to a spinal case in, you know, this is affecting the spine. Acute stroke symptoms in young patients, vertigo, menstrual irregularities, tons and tons of chest pain from what I worry is is underdiagnosed myocarditis, and the list goes on and on. 
The scary thing is nearly all of these patients didn't blame the vaccine when they came in. And it was only from asking questions and looking at their chart that I made the connection myself. I know my colleagues are underdiagnosing and willfully underreporting vaccine-related events. You know, that puts you in bad light in a hospital. The original published trials reported everything medical that happened to participants for the first 14 weeks. Why are not doctors held to the same reporting standard for this experimental drug? There's the good question. I agree. We, we now have a politicized FDA, politicized CDC. Everything in this country is now political. Political science rules over medical science. Political science rules over earth science. Political science rules it all. From, from the man-made climate change narrative that used to be global warming until it stopped warming... And then it got cold. Then it got warm. It's always man-made because they want to control you. Listen, the lockdowns we went through, trust me, trust me, they'll use that. I saw this video that somebody shared. I mentioned this, I think, last week from the World Economic Forum, you know, Klaus Schwab. And the new world we're going to live, the post-COVID world where we work from home and we walk within 15 minutes to everything. We own nothing. We rent everything. You know, guaranteed fixed income. No cash. So if you don't obey, you don't eat. We are being separated. We are being separated by our government will be the clean and unclean before it's all over. If you don't see it coming, it scares me, it worries me for people that I know and love. I'm putting my faith in Almighty God. I'm hoping that people see the light. There's so many of these stories out there. Now, tomorrow we're going to talk about how to start thinking about, you know, what do we do in the post COVID vaccine controlled world. You watched in 18 months going from freedom to slavery and bondage. Some states it'll take longer. If you're in New York, I feel for you. If you believe in the ministry of truth to ponder, would you consider helping us financially to pay for the radio time? That's what we pay for, radio time. Our address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. And we are in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. That's 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, may God richly bless and encourage you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.